Stanley Stahl, who is named for her uncle, is executive vice president of the Jewish Foundation for the Righteous. JFR continues its work of providing monthly financial assistance to some 350 aged and needy righteous Gentiles living in 20 countries. Its Holocaust teacher education program has become a standard for teaching the history of the Holocaust and educating teachers and students about the significance of the righteous as moral and ethical exemplars. For information, jfr.org. Stanley Stahl, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. At what point did this incredible concept of righteous Gentiles during World War II saving Jews, at one point uh, was it decided that the support of those righteous Gentiles should become an organized effort under the banner of JFR? The point came when Rabbi Harold Shoys, the blessed memory, who is from New York but was in California, and he met a righteous Gentile, and he realized the Jewish people have a double memory, a memory of evil, but a memory of blessed righteousness. And then he learned, he, he did research, and he realized that most of the righteous continue to live where they save Jews, most behind what we know is the former Soviet Union or behind the Iron Curtain, and many were living in poverty. And he felt the Jewish people, Claudius Roel, had an obligation to repay a debt of gratitude to these men and women who risked their lives and often the lives of their families to save Jews from death. Many people save total strangers. Yeah, you know, I, I've i met over the years, do- well, dozens actually would be too many, but but certainly a handful of people who literally, on at least an annual basis, if not more often, will deliver gifts and thank yous and, and be in touch with people during holiday season who literally saved their siblings, their children, uh, who, or saved other family members during the Holocaust. I just never realized that there was an organized effort to recognize these people and help those who are in great need. The organization was founded in the late 80s. I've been with the organization since 1992, hmm. so I'm in my 26th year. At our height, we were funding 1,850 Hasidei Ha'umot righteous among the nations, living in 34 countries. How do they react? What happens when a typical situation, when someone like that realizes that you and the organization are ready to pay tribute to them, to repay them, so to speak? Most of them, in order to be recognized by Yad Vashem, Israel's Holocaust Authority, you needed to have done the rescue with, for pure altruistic reasons. Not that you got paid. It was, yes, I'm taking you in because it's the right thing to do. Right. And so most did not expect any reward then, during the Shoah, or now. And many do not ask for help. We just started funding a 98-year-old man <laughs> who lives on Collins Avenue in Miami Beach, a Hungarian rescuer, and he was recognized 20 years ago. He didn't need the money. He's 98. He needs the money for medical care. Right. So he was our last person that we just started funding. And he says, I, I don't need it. I mean, they're too proud. They'll get by. And they're in their late 80s, 90s, and we have rescuers in their hundreds. You know, 101, 102. Stanley Stahl is with us, Executive Vice President, Jewish Foundation 
for the righteous. I assume uh, uh, I, I assume there has to be some rescuees affiliated with the organization, some people that were actually saved. Am I right? There are. We, as some of our volunteers are men and women who were saved. Unfortunately, like our survivors, um, some of those that were rescued have, have, have also passed on. Right. But we, we still see them because we try to do a reunion every year where we re- reunite the Jewish survivor and the person who saved um, the Jewish survivor. And they haven't seen each other since the end of the war. How many times in the last 25 years have you asked yourself, would I do the same thing? Um, often at my <laughs> shul, I was very active in social action. I have an adopted son. Wow. And if, I li- if you lived in Eastern Europe, not necessarily Western Europe, and you were caught helping a Jewish person or hiding a Jewish person, the penalty was death for you and your family. And there's one thing to make a decision for yourself, but for your family, your children, and in... And during the war, many generations lived together. So you had grandparents and parents and grandchildren living together in the same apartment or house. And you, at, when, I t- when I first started working in 1992 for the foundation, Shabbat dinner conversation was, what would we have done? And you'll never know until one is tested, and may we never be tested. Amen to that. Speaking with Stanley Stahl, Executive Vice President, Jewish Foundation for the Righteous. I hate to put you on the spot, yes. but is there one story of rescue that stands out for you? One that's just so remarkable or in some way yeah. stands out? There's one story. The rescuer is a blessed memory, Jerzy Belitsky. And he was in the first transport of Polish politicals to Auschwitz in June of 1940. So that meant his number was a low number. Right. And if you know anything about camp language, it was a low number. I think his number was 243. Right. He met a woman named Scylla. Scylla had been deported to Auschwitz from Poland with her mother, her father, and her brother, and they immediately went to the, to the gas chambers. He met Scylla. He fell in love with her. In January of 1944, he tells her, gets a message to her, I'm going to get you out of here. And it took him six months, and he, he spoke fluent German, blonde hair, blue eyes. I met him when he was 89, and he got a, a, a Nazi officer's uniform. He got a gun. He forged documents, and I believe July 22, 1944, he walks into her part of the camp and asks for prisoner number such and such, and he literally marches her out of the Auschwitz-Birkenau complex, which is, at, I think, 40 square kilometers. They walk at night, they hide during the day, and he puts her with a Polish farm family, Polish Catholic farm family in southeastern Poland. He joins the uh, AKA, the Polish underground, the Army Krajowa. She, the front, you know, the front goes back and forth. She leaves and goes to Sweden after the front passes. He goes back to find her, and the family tells him she's dead because she had been sending packages from Sweden, and they thought if Scylla and Yerzy got together again, the packages would stop. Mm-hmm. And they tell her he's dead. She marries a survivor, comes to New York, and many Holocaust survivors that I know from Poland sometimes have someone who helps them in the house who happens to be Polish. She's sitting having coffee with this, her late, this lady who's helping her in the home, and she's telling her the story, and she said he's dead, and the woman says, no, 
He's alive. He was on Polish television. This is 1981 during martial law in Poland. They find his phone number. Martial law meant all foreign calls went through Warsaw. He picks up the phone, and it's Scylla. And he meets her for the first time in the Krakow airport, bringing 39 red roses for each of the years they were apart. His wife was convinced he was going to leave her. He did not. His wife passes on, her husband passes on, and they see each other 15 more times, either in America or in Poland. And the last time he went to visit her was to visit her grave at one of the Jewish cemeteries on Long Island. It's a true love story. Unbelievable. Stanley Stahl, she is the executive vice president of the Jewish Foundation for the Righteous. On this Yom HaShoah, we remind you to visit JFR. Org. I assume you guys exist on donations, am I right? Yes, we do. People could donate on the website? Yes, they can. JFR.org, if you want to continue this Kiddush Hashem of um, helping Jews associated with JFR and, and others, of course, uh, to help fund those who saved Jews during the Holocaust. Righteous Gentiles recognized by Yad Vashem who are being financially assisted by the Jewish Foundation for the Righteous. Stanley, thanks so much for joining us on this day. Thank you for having us. J.M. and the A.M., Yom HaShoah Hagvura Thursday, day 12 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. More coming up on this Yom HaShoah 5778 at J.M. and the A.M.